Welcome back to Tip Finding Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, education, and a ton of training tips to help you on your fitness journey. And today's episode is going to kind of piggyback on to piggyback, piggyback onto my last episode, which was simplifying nutrition, uh, because I want to cover a couple of things that I find that people tend to do wrong um, that could actually be holding them back. And also talk a little bit about um, some strategies to kind of help out with those types of things so that you don't have to think, well, I can't ever eat out again. I can't enjoy wine. I can't do these things. That's not the case, but that it does require a little bit more thinking and a little bit more awareness. And hopefully today's episode will help you guys out because at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest, anybody that tells me that, you know, tracking their food or eating flexibly, aka counting macros is is restrictive, is missing a couple of huge key pieces of it that make it so much more effective and a lot more freeing than you need it to be. So for one, there are no bad or good foods on it. You can eat whatever you want Two, as long as you're controlling calorie intake, it doesn't matter. Um, and three, there's, there's really no limits. Like I, I just don't really get it. Why people say it's so restrictive because the only thing that you have to do is track it. And what I think it comes down to is people don't like to be held to, um, a limitation and a calorie budget, quote unquote, and, and that can be a little bit uncomfortable, you know, um, you know, or they're just way too perfectionistic and they think that everything has to be perfect. And if they can't log perfectly, then why log, which is also not part of the picture. Um, but if you really want results, there's really no better way to do it because you can actually make it fit your life. Um, so today's episode, let's start with talking about a couple of things that people do wrong. And, and then I'm going to talk to you about social eating, because that's probably the one thing that people can find very, very stressful when it comes to tracking calories, macros, keeping a food journal and all those types of things. And hopefully want to troubleshoot that stuff. So uh, first things first, if you haven't already listened to my last episode, I know it did get a little bit wordy, but definitely go back and listen to that. Uh, mostly because I wanted to kind of cover the basics of nutrition, AKA controlling, controlling calorie intake, maximizing the kind of nutrients you're getting in it, and then adjusting along the way. That's really the basics of nutrition. Whether you're trying to lose body fat, retrain or redo, um, sorry, blah, uh, get better body composition or improve your performance. Like that's as simple as it is. And and just knowing which end of their spectrum you're falling on. But okay, a couple, couple things to kind of talk about. So here is um, one of the first things I'm going to mention in terms of mistakes people make that I think also goes into something that I talked about in my last episode with being consistent is. I think that people tend to try and get entirely too much variety in their diet. Um, and I actually think that variety is the cause of anxiety. And I think it also stalls weight loss a little bit. And here's why. Uh, there is obviously thermic effect of feeding. And then I think that a lot of times when a person's foods change from day to day, the thermic effect of their feeding changes from day to day, you know, unless the types of food they're eating are very similar. And unless the person actually knows that, uh, that kind of knowledge. Like I have a pretty extensive knowledge base of those types of things, but unless you're very aware of that, you likely don't realize that the thermic effect of your food might be changing. So for instance, if I'm eating, um, you know, whole grain oats and I decide to switch to a bagel, there is going to be a difference in the thermic effect of feeding of those things. If I eat a lot of beans and chickpeas versus I have white pasta, there's going to be a difference in the thermic effect of feeding. And it's not that one or the other is wrong because they're both going to have carbohydrates, but it's just saying that the thermic effect of them is different. So if you're changing your food too often, you might actually be making it harder for you to actually get consistent calorie control. And the second piece of this, I also think that too much variety tends to cause more cravings, more hunger, and less satiation. And the truth is there have been studies that have shown 
that, you know, these are like things like in the, like the hot dog eating contest and stuff like that, where, you know, they put people there, they're eating a food, right? They're eating um, hot dogs, they're eating pizza, whatever it might be that they're eating that, and then all of a sudden they get full. But then think about that. Here's a great example example is you're at a restaurant and you're eating dinner and you're like, oh, I'm so full. But then all of a sudden the server brings out the dessert menu and your significant other decides to have a cheesecake, a slice of cheesecake. Suddenly you have room for that and you eat it and you're actually going to eat more of it, right? That's part of the variety issue is that our body is very trained to adapt to the changes in senses. And that sometimes it actually causes you to overeat by getting too much variety. I also think that it helps eliminate cravings if you kind of develop a very systematic and basic diet that covers your needs from a satiation and satisfaction perspective, AKA you like the way it tastes and it's actually filling. Um, and finding those foods that work for you is easier when you're keeping them the same every single day. And it doesn't have to be like, I'm literally eating the same thing for the rest of my life. What I prefer my clients do is to kind of keep the same structure, uh, like for a week. And, and if you want to change something out, you're changing it on the week, which works really well for people's schedule, because then guess what? You're not thinking about food every single day. You're literally just doing the same thing as you had yesterday. And there might be a few things that change. Like maybe you decide to have raspberries versus strawberries. Maybe you decide to have a chocolate rice cake versus a caramel rice cake. Maybe you decide to have, like I said, a raisin bread versus an English muffin, whatever it is, but you're keeping things pretty consistent. And that makes it so much easier for you. Uh, another option to do this, like to kind of keep um, like a couple of staples that you rotate through, like, so you might have two or three different breakfasts that you rotate through uh, and then two or three different lunches and two or three different dinners. So you kind of have kind of like your rotation. And that's really probably the best thing to do to kind of eliminate that, because I do think that too much variety, it just makes it way harder for the person from a obviously compliance perspective, because, you know, you're trying to figure out new foods all the time and um, it makes it harder for you for meal planning and hitting your calories and macros, uh, but two, from a body perspective as well. The second thing that I think that people have a problem with is incorporating entirely too many ingredients. And this also leads to a lack of accuracy um, and, or they order things at a restaurant with too many ingredients. So for instance, you order the Chili's taco explosion salad, and there's maybe three types of vegetables when there's also like tortilla strips and beans and rice and chicken and guac and, and all these other things on there. And you don't even know where to track all of that stuff. So I think limiting ingredients, um, not only in your meals, but also in the food, um, the foods in your, the components of your meals is super important. And that makes it a lot easier for you guys to control food quality, um, but also to control calories with less stress. And those are the two main things that I want to talk about in terms of um, obviously making nutrition more complicated, why it might not be working for you. Aside from the basic things, right? Like if you're eyeballing portion sizes and you're not seeing results, pull out a food scale because chances are calorie control is not there. And if you don't want to do that, it's part of the reason why you probably need to do that because it shows that you probably are having an issue with food quality or food portion sizes. Um, you know, not tracking, you know, things like I, I tasted, you know, a couple of bites of this or that, even if you're overestimating those things, um, it'd be better. And I'll be honest, I have a food taster as a client. And so she has to taste different foods for a living. And she's been very successful doing that um, just by obviously eyeballing things into the best you can. I'm sorry, I'm like moving around in my chair right now because it's like getting a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but story of being an athlete who just trained all day <laughs> and then was trying to record a couple of podcast episodes. So yeah, so keeping your ingredients simple and straightforward is going to be helpful. 
And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about today, which is kind of the main topic of this episode is social life is I think that plays a huge factor in um, obviously stalled progress, not seeing results and wanted to kind of hopefully make that a little bit simpler for you guys today. And I am actually working on a guide to help you guys out. Um, and I'm going to have that up in my Facebook group in a couple of days. Um, but I think social eating is something that kind of, you know, we either think you're the, you're kind of like me and you're like, well, I'm just not going to eat out because it's just too complicated. And I'd rather just eat my own food, um, which is great until it's not great because if you enjoy eating out, then you should be able to eat out. Um, or they just get this like all in or all out mentality and it doesn't make it very helpful for a person. If a person can only track their food when they've weighed it and tracked it at home, it's not really teaching them anything because another big piece of nutrition is learning how to eat when you haven't prepared it and learning how to be a little bit flexible with those things. So today, what I want to talk about, the main purpose of this episode was just to kind of go over that because I think this is a huge thing. Um, and it's where you guys can actually get some variety in your diet and will make you more compliant most of the time. So I think social eating is a very important part of life. I think that we should all be able to, like I said, be able to enjoy a couple of drinks, enjoy family foods. But I think that what happens is we associate social eating with, okay, it has to be indulgent eating every single weekend. And that's not the case, especially if you have a goal. Now remind yourself that when you're working towards a goal, you're spending that time for a period of time, really honing in on things because you want to get results. doesn't mean it's going to be forever, but right now, like, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to stick with it. And, and as things get to where you're in maintenance mode, you can probably have a little bit more flexibility. If you're practicing too much flexibility with calories and you're trying to lose weight and you're not seeing results, that's likely why. And it's also like, you're trying to like, you're almost, I like to use the analogy of like, you're, you're ripping the bandaid off really, really slow. You're making your fat loss process take too long. And that's also not fun. So, um, but what I want to talk to you guys about to start is going over a little bit of the different personality traits. And I say personality traits, but more so the different ways to look at being flexible with social eating, because it is a part of life. Um, and I, I, I'm going to start before I go into those different quote unquote personalities is the different scenarios. And because there's obviously different scenarios every single weekend that we're going to be exposed to. So you've got your every single weekend, you guys don't want to have to worry about cooking and you want to be able to, you know, just relax and obviously sit and not stress about things. Those are times where food flexibility shouldn't be as lax and just accountability matters more. This is where when you're eating out, you are looking for things like a grilled protein and a veggie, and you're just supplementing with maybe some carbs at home or, you know, whatever you're, you're really trying to dial things in the best you can, um, without having to add stress. Cause it's more so a convenience factor and, or an event fa factor, not necessarily something special. Um, and there might be something that you want to incorporate that day, which is totally fine. It should totally fit the bill. Um, you should have enough calories in your diet to be able to kind of work it into your diet. Now, vice versa, you've also got those times where it's like, hey, it's a holiday and I want to stay on track, but I also want to be able to enjoy things. And we're going to talk about like, well, that's totally fine too. It's okay to not always be in a calorie deficit. You might have a day where like you tracked your food, you're a little bit off. Maybe you didn't track everything because you didn't know how to. And, and then there's like the third day where I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's an event and I don't want you tracking a thing. You know, I had a client text me and she's like, you oh, know, it's my birthday on Monday and should I cut calories this weekend? And then I'm, I'm like, no, you're going to do your normal weekend. You're going to have your birthday. You're not going to track a thing. And then you're going to move on. <laughs> it's your freaking birthday. Like that's part of life. And that's one day. It's when those days happen every single weekend that becomes the problem, which is where I'm going to talk about the personality, who you are, what we need to think about. So 
you've got your strict tracker. Um, they want to be dialed in all the time. They don't really, they go out socially, but they're not really concerned about what everybody else is doing. And I'll be honest, I think that everybody needs to have a little bit of this in, in them because I think that being able to say no is such an important thing for you. Like being able to practice the power of saying, no, I don't need to have that today is an important tool because we should all be able to say no. It shouldn't be that we have to say no. Like if you want something, you should be able to have it occasionally. But you should also be able to say no, because sometimes things are going to be there that you really don't want and people are putting pressure on you and you don't really want to have it. So, and and this is going to be probably the most consistent person and they're probably going to have the best results because they are dialed in. They they don't care. They're, they're, their goals matter more to them. Um, they're okay with making the right choices. They're okay with like eating lightly while they're out and then eating more when they get home to fill the gaps because they have a goal that matters to them. Now, for most people out there, they want to be flexible. They want to be able to go out with their kids, have pizza and ice cream, um, and then still be able to be on track with their goals. And this is where most people fall. And the main thing here is that these people need to be able to understand how those foods fit into their plan. And I'm going to give you guys some strategies today. Um, and then number three is you've got that person that just wants to be able to wing it and they don't really want to have a plan, but they still want to be able to be successful. So this is where, as I talked about macro tracking being magical for this kind of stuff, as I say a word magical, but um, is that it allows all three of these people to be successful in different ways. So the person that is a strict tracker is obviously successful because they track everything, they make it all work and they know how to fit it in. Flexible dieter, same thing. They, they know how to make it work. They fit it all in. The winging it person, believe it or not, still can fit things in. And I'm going to explain those different things. So the number one thing to remember when you guys have social things coming up is you've got to have a plan. And the plan might be you don't have a plan, but you have to have a plan of attack. And that's the main thing is, so if you're the winging it person, I'm going to talk to you first, is you know that you don't really know what you're going to be doing all day. Maybe you have an idea, but you know that you're not wanting to think about nutrition. You're going to be out and about, and you're maybe going to eat one or two meals out that day. You need to recognize that what's going to be most convenient is not going to be high protein and that you should probably be front-loading your protein in the beginning of the day and banking calories, and that's it. So making sure that you're eating protein at every meal and banking calories. And then when you go to track your food throughout the day because you're winging it, you know you're covering the base of your protein and you're just watching calorie intake. It doesn't have to be spot on macros that day. As long as you're controlling calories and you know, you're know you winging it, that's totally going to be fine. Now, this person has to be accountable enough to say, I'm going to track as I go because I want to wing it. So one piece of accountability is with your winging it, you're tracking as you go. You're watching calorie budget, you're getting your protein in. The flexible dieter that wants to be dialed in, the best case scenario for you is saying, all right, we know we're going out to dinner. We're going to have X or X. I'm going to look at the menu ahead of time. If they don't have a menu available with nutrition facts, I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to actually look up uh, a different restaurant, a chain restaurant that has something similar. I'm going to go ahead and track that entry and just make sure I have it in there as an eyeballed number or an eyeballed amount of food. This way I can kind of maybe adjust things later on. Maybe I decide I want to track a couple of glasses of wine, whatever it is putting this up in first. And then just like the winging it person, you're now backtracking ahead of time. The strict tracker, I don't have to talk to you because you already know what you're doing. You're literally plugging it in and you're playing macro Tetris to fit it all in. Like that's just the beauty of it all. But all three of these people can be very successful as long as they're holding themselves accountable to one thing, calorie control. And if you track your food, that can help. Now, a couple of resources, as I just said, that are going to help you guys out for, because the hardest thing is and I'm going to go into one more thing is when you're eating out and you don't know the, the nutrient contents is number one, 
as I already mentioned, you should be looking at the restaurant menu ahead of time. Even if you don't exactly know what you're going to get, you can at least have an idea and always making sure that you're getting protein. Even if you do want something that's a little bit more carb heavy, it might be that you order a, a salad and ask them to add grilled chicken to it. Like little tips like that are going to one, help you under eat or eat less of the, the higher calorie foods, um, but ensure you're getting enough protein. Um, now, if you don't really know where you're going, like I said, the calorie budget is key. And then when you get to the restaurant, you can either pull up your phone or oftentimes most restaurant menus nowadays are going to even show calories, even if they don't show macros. Um, and you can just use a, a calorie controlled day, but really be conscious of portions. And what I would recommend doing in those scenarios is keeping your meals simpler so that you can eyeball things. If it's like rice, chicken, maybe you're at like an Asian restaurant and you're getting stir fry veggies and chicken and some rice. Like you're eyeballing things a little bit. If you're at like a hibachi restaurant, you're like literally logging four tablespoons of butter because that's what they're putting in it. So you have to kind of know um, and be aware of those things. And that's where people are like, this is too stressful for me. I don't want to do it. Well, it's stressful, but it's also the problem. It's the problem why you're in the situation you're in. So the problem's not going to go away until you face it. And once you do it a couple of times, it's actually a lot easier than you think. Uh, and that's why I do recommend people doing it ahead of time, getting into the habit of just putting it in ahead of time. It's going to make it a lot easier for you. The other scenario that comes up with social eating is a little bit different. And this is things like potlucks, parties, um, social gatherings, and things like that. And these also are part of life, you know, going to a barbecue, it's, it's just it was 4th of July, a couple weeks ago, is when it comes to these types of situations, you're probably best tracking as you go. Um, and the best method for these days is to tell you what not to do. And what not to do is to be the person that's randomly grabbing things out of the serving dishes and trying little bites and things like that as you go, because those things are going to add up and it's going to be very stressful to try and backtrack. What might be a better option for you is to, you know, if you normally eat three meals and two snacks or three meals and three snacks, whatever it looks like, you're probably going to do the, the very same thing when you get there. It just might look very different. Um, which is where variety is going to be part of the weekly schedule, um, is you can just plate yourself and eyeball things. Like maybe I'm going to grab like six chips and I'm going to put about a tablespoon of guacamole on there. So you're eyeballing portion sizes as if you were plating yourself at home without a scale. And you're like, okay, I'm getting my chips and my guac. That's my carbs and my fat. Oh, there's some shrimp there. I'm going to grab some of that. And I'm going to go sit down and have a snack. You know, just because you're at a party doesn't mean that you should be eating completely different than you would be in your normal. You're just changing the types of foods that you're eating. The free eating, the just grabbing random stuff is where people end up going wrong and it's what ends up keeping them stuck. And so that's the last thing that I want to talk about with the social eating stuff in terms of getting better results with obviously still being able to live your social life. And it does require some discipline. Obviously, it's not easy to say, oh, I really want to have more chips. And, and sometimes you might go back for seconds of chips and that's fine. You put it in your food journal, but if you're trying to lose weight, you obviously have to realize that obviously being over in your calorie budget is going to make that a little bit more difficult. You're going to see yourself maybe not be in that calorie deficit. And I did uh, obviously recently record on calorie cycling. And I don't like people to get in the habit of doing this every single weekend uh, because your body also adapts to that, especially if a person doesn't work out on the weekends, because you know, likely my higher carb days would be on days where I've trained a lot. You know, that's usually when your body needs the food. Um, it's a little bit different when you're not doing that. So, you know, if you're going to be more sedentary, it's not necessarily the, the right thing to always bring calories up just because you want to be able to eat more. It's actually not really teaching you anything, right? 
Um, and the other cool thing about this social eating aspect of things is, as I mentioned to you in the beginning, is that too much variety can end up being limiting in a person's results. However, if, you know, once a week you having variety, you know, is, is your weekends and your, your foods and weekends are a little bit different, that should be enough variety to kind of make your other days pretty consistent and routine and not feel too restricted by that. So that was the main thing for today's episode. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Um, social eating is a part of life and it needs to be part of your plan. If you are trying to lose body fat, if you are trying to increase performance, if you're not doing those things, then you're obviously going to have a hard time when you do go into maintenance. And I think the only other thing that I really should mention on social stuff is alcohol intake. Um, alcohol is also part of the plan. Uh, when it comes to drinking alcohol though, I try and get people to realize I actually think it's better meta met metabolically to do it less frequently and do it, I wouldn't say in more amounts, but meaning I think it's better to have three or four drinks on a Friday or Saturday than to have one or two drinks every single night. Because when your body ingests alcohol, it sees it as a toxin. And so if you are trying to you know, burn through sort of energy, it's going to be burning through that toxin first. And even though calories matter most, alcohol is a little bit different. It does affect your metabolism in that aspect of things. Um, and it can also affect your recovery if you're an athlete. So trying to limit the amount of it you're doing throughout the week is, you know, essentially you're exposing yourself to less toxins. Uh, you're giving yourself a bigger dosage in one extreme and then obviously moving on from there. And I think the other thing that I will always recommend with alcohol intake is to sweat a little bit because you can sweat out that alcohol a little bit. Um, lower intensity zone two training the next day is super helpful or even the day of can be super helpful for kind of getting rid of some of those toxins a little bit versus just dropping calories, which isn't always the case, always the right thing to do. So um, that's pretty much it today, guys. Hopefully this episode was helpful. And if you guys need any help with your nutrition, want to chat with me about anything, or you have specific topics you want to hear about, shoot me a message. Talk to y'all soon.